after several months of cooling house prices, it appears they're rebounding. I sunk every nickel I had in the world in this house. And you'll get it all back. I told you that. One of the city's top real estate analysts says he's never seen home prices this high for some of the city's neighborhoods. Up until three years ago, I was a regular old real estate agent. Putting people in homes, speculating on property, that was my job. Considering the cost differential between one radio spot and one television spot, we found these results quite intriguing. You don't seem to realize what business you're in. You're not in the burger business. You're in the real estate business. Put that coffee down. Welcome to Come List Me, the human interest podcast with a specialty in real estate marketing. Here's your host, Dave Sturgeon. Sturge here, broadcasting from Southern California, high up in the Mojave Desert. And I'm Tim Good. My friends call me full-time. And I'm broadcasting from the camp studio in northern Saskatchewan on the edge of Canada's boreal forest. Great to see you full-time. Listen, if you're new to the podcast, come listen to me. Tim and I are back in the saddle 20 years after working together back in the early 2000s at 570 News in Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario, Canada. Yep, I was hired as an intern on the Sturgeon in the Morning broadcast, so they called me Intern Tim. And eventually I was hired on full-time, at which point my name was very creatively changed to full-time Tim. That makes sense. Uh, in fact, here's a short clip of what you missed if you weren't a Sturgeon in the Morning listener back at the turn of the century. Mm-ha, that's winter camping music, isn't it? You there, Timmy? I'm here. I don't know, this squeezy thing is pretty difficult, Dave. What'd you try? Oh, uh, I don't know. Everybody gives me they think I'm crazy. So here's the deal. If yeah. they're coming by and they want me to brush out the windshield, honk at me because I'm not walking out in the street anymore. <laughs> you getting soaked, buddy? <laughs> What's that? You getting soaked? Well, uh, that too. But the, more, just... the more I'm getting a lot of hand gestures. Oh, that's sad. Well, well good memories. That's some good memories right there. So we worked through uh, the early part of uh, the 2000s, and then in 2008, my beloved Coco and I moved stateside, where I managed radio stations for seven or eight years in Minnesota, and then Arizona, and then on to Las Vegas, and uh, then I was a VP of an ad agency for the next seven years, managing the ad budgets of hundreds of the top real estate agents across Canada and the U.S. So it was still in the radio television industry, but it was on the customer side. Thus the rationale behind a real estate marketing podcast 20 years later. Right. There you are. So on the last episode, we explained that home sellers should be your target audience when it comes to building your real estate brand. And Tim, you want to sum up why that is? Yeah. Buyers are searching for the right house. Sellers are searching for the right agent. Therefore, sellers are looking for your brand, right? Right. This podcast is called Come List Me because that's what we want home sellers to say when they call you or when they fill out a contact form on your website. We want them to tell you or your ISA, hey, I've heard all about you. My favorite radio personality says you're the agent to hire. Hey, if my friend on the radio trusts you, I trust you. Let's schedule an appointment for you to come list me. Our goal is to help you implement marketing strategies that give you that come list me halo around everything you do in your real estate business. So coming up today, we're going to give you our wish list. It's the W5H list. What did he just say? When I look at that, it looks like wish, W5H. So it worked out great. 
We're going to help you define who, what, when, where, why, and how to nurture a come-list-me distinction for your real estate brand. More with Sturge and Full-Time after this. I want to introduce you to my digital partners at Cast Services, the authority on real estate best practices and technology. From building you a website to maximized web conversion, to lead follow-up, to learning how to generate more five-star Google reviews, my friends at Cast Services are the digital partners you're looking for. And listen to this. Right now, if you're one of the first 10 agents to enter this week's contest, you'll receive at no charge a complete web audit or CRM audit. Your choice from our digital partners at Cast Services. To enter, go to radiotvagents.com and click on the Cast Contest button. They're the digital experts I trust, and you can trust them too. Cast Services the authority on real estate best practices and technology. Go to radiotvagents.com, click the link to cast services on our partners page, and get started today. And we're back. Grab a pencil and paper or your stylus and your phone. Or Do people have styluses still? Your, your finger and your phone? I don't know. A voice, menu, you know. a voice note. But get ready to take some notes. Here comes the W5H list for building your Come List Me brand. Well, listen, look, at I, I wouldn't buy a new phone unless it had a stylus in it. This is the, uh, let me give a free plug here to our good friends over at, at Samsung. It's the, the Note 10 with a stylus. And my... My tablet has a stylus okay. as well. Yeah, I like having a stylus. That on. Might be showing your age, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Who never thought a stylus preference would be a sign of age? All right. Well, last episode we answered the first W, which was "Who is my target customer?" And again, the answer is a home seller, someone who needs to sell their home. Right. So now we're up to the second W, which is what? What does a home seller want and need most? And the answer is there are three main things. A home seller wants to get the most money for their home. They want to sell their home quickly. And they want to have a stress-free home sale experience. So what's the best way to build those reassurances into your brand so new customers call you up and say, come list me? Well, to sum it up in one sentence... Know your stats and tell your story. You'll hear it a lot in this program. Proof trumps promises. Well, the story you need to be able to tell your customers clearly and sincerely and naturally is how you and your team perform compared to the average agent when it comes to getting the most money, selling quickly, and providing a stress-free real estate experience. You need to be able to make that comparison. So to do that, I really recommend that you calendarize this, that you take the time to update your stats every quarter and go ahead every quarter, mark it on a calendar, set aside an hour or however much time you need to collect these stats. Number one, in terms of getting your customers the most money, when you do the comparison, you need to know the average list to sale ratio price for your MLS 
for the average agent versus your average list-to-sale ratio. So let me give you an example. The average list-to-sale ratio for the market is 96%. Or in other words, the average agent in your MLS sold homes at 96% of the listing price. You, however, on average, you sell homes at 99% of the list price. And by the way, your number may be 102% in a hot market. Whatever it is, let's break it down if it was 99%. If the average home price is $400,000, that means on average, you net your customers an extra $12,000 when you sell their home. When the average agent's list-to-sale ratio is 96%. So your customers, when they hear your marketing, are thinking... This guy or this gal gets me an extra 12 grand in my jeans. Well, why wouldn't I hire Tim Good? Now, if you have a team, make sure they know the stats as well. Make sure they can tell your stories, especially your listing agents. Okay, so we've uh, taken care of the first part of the second question, which is what? What does a home seller want and need most? They want to get the most money, and that's how to prove that you get more money. The second part of that was you sell homes for your customers more quickly. Now, to do this, you need to know your average days on market versus the average agent's average days on market. Simply, over time, you can look at how long it took you to sell homes, and you can get those numbers from the MLS, what the average agent is doing, and how long it takes them to sell homes. And ideally, you're selling homes two, three, four weeks faster than the average agent. will know that. And use that as proof, which is going to trump any promises you're making to your client. The third part of what does a home seller want and need most, they want to have a stress-free home sale experience. Well, how would you do that? How would you prove that you provide your customers a stress-free real estate transaction? And the way to do it is to memorize the best success stories that you have. Those testimonials from happy clients. And I actually encourage the agents in our network, if possible, to record it on a phone, to have you or your listing agent record a conversation with your home seller on the day that they're happiest. Ideally, it would be in those moments after they look at their bank account and they see the big check from the home buyer that goes into their account and and the money that they net on the sale of their home. What day would be more happy than that one for a home seller? (laughs) And you didn't think I'd make any money. But what you want to do is find them in their most exuberant state of mind with regard to the experience they've had working with you and just ask them a simple question. Was there anything along the way in working together with me and our team that impacted your life in a positive way? And just let them respond to that. Sometimes you'll be surprised by what they say. But ideally, what you want to come away with is a story that talks not only about what you did for them, but how that impacted their life. So, for instance, the story could be, Well, Frank and Betty from just up the road here had a home listed with another agent for six months, and they had a dismal experience. But they heard about Tim Good on the radio, how Tim sells homes quickly and for more money. So they gave Tim a call. Full-time came in with his team, put his marketing system into action, and had their home sold in just three days at $18,000 over the asking price. 
That's an extra 18 grand that Frank and Betty had. They used it to pay off some credit cards, and Frank and Betty lived happily ever after. So there you have it. Know your stats and tell your story. Right? Every quarter, make sure that you set time aside on the calendar to go through that exercise and to go through it with your team as well. Right. And then knowing those stats will really take care of the what. So we've taken care of the who. And number two was the what. So number three now would be when. Right. And for this, the question is, when should you as a real estate agent start marketing to attract home sellers? When I think of that question, there are two parties involved. There's you, the real estate agent, and there are the customers. Well, let's look first of all in terms of when should you start marketing to new customers when it's right for you. And as the agent, obviously that's when you can afford it. It's when you can afford to invest in a proven marketing strategy that's sustainable long-term. In real estate, you're not looking for a marketing strategy that helps you promote a Friday midnight madness sale. No, you're looking for a marketing strategy that is sustainable over the long-term because that brings us to the customer and we want to dive into your customer's timeline. When is it right for you to be marketing to someone who is going to become a new customer who needs to sell their home? And I'll answer that with two questions. How long does it take you to make a friend? Because after all, we want the new customer to start seeing you as a friend. Well, of course, it takes time to build a friendship. So if you want to nurture a friendship with new customers who you've not met, who are going to become future sellers, the time to start is now, if you have the money. The second question is this, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? Want to try that again? How long before selling their home does a home seller decide to sell? Most home sellers start thinking about selling six months to a year before they actually put their home on the market. So the time to start building a friendship with new customers is now, And that gives you a runway of 6 to 12 months to start seeing a return on this proven marketing investment, this proven marketing strategy that you're going to implement. So it's thinking of it as the relationship that you're building with your future customer over time when you have the time to continue to invest in marketing towards that relationship. So that's number three, when. Uh, That would move us on to the fourth W, uh, the fourth point of where. Right. And for where, the question is, where is my stiffest competition coming from to get a home seller's attention? We have to think about who else is out there marketing to get that home seller to work with them. Well, contrary to popular belief, your stiffest competition isn't the three or four other top agents in your market whose highway billboards you see every time you drive down the road or who you hear on the radio or see on TV, or whose direct mail postcards keep showing up in your mailbox every week. No, your stiffest competition comes from the vast majority of independent agents selling four to six homes a year and spending little to nothing on advertising. What we call the onesie-twosies. Now, why is that? That's because there are so many of them. And those people are all selling to their friends, their family, maybe their past clients. But that's what brings us to our next W5H question. Why would a home seller hire you over your competition? 
right? Why would a home seller hire you over their friend, their buddy, their sister, their aunt who sells real estate? The answer to why is because you began implementing number two and number three. Right. You've been establishing those relationships with them through your marketing and over time they've been hearing your name and getting familiar with you're out there to sell their home. Right. You implemented number two, knowing what a home seller needs most, and number three, when to start marketing. Mm-hmm. So the answer to why is the reason a seller will decide to hire you over a friend or a family member is because six months before they needed to sell, they started to get to know you. They started to see or hear your advertising on radio or TV, and you started reinforcing in their minds the proof that your come list me service works. The proof that you net sellers the most money, the proof that you sell homes faster than the average agent, and the proof that you eliminate the stress of selling a house in the form of those client testimonials. Implementing this marketing strategy wisely gives you an increasingly unfair advantage over your competition. So then we're looking at these five W's. So that sort of leads us to how. How specifically can I do that? How can I market my brand in a way that gives home sellers what they want and gives me that unfair advantage over my competition? Right. Well, it certainly starts with understanding what you've learned today, that home sellers want what every human being wants, health wealth and happiness health home seller wants a stress-free home selling experience wealth home seller wants top dollar for their home happiness home seller wants their home to sell quickly they want you to be great at what you do and don't waste my time well that's what we want to build for you a brand that invokes a feeling in the minds and hearts of your past and future customers that working with you will bring them health wealth and happiness. Okay, so how do we do that? Well, the devil is in the details, like any good strategy. There's a lot that goes into designing and implementing the full come list me marketing strategy for any agent. And that's what we do for our clients at Radio TV Agents every day. But let me share two nuggets that you can start implementing right now. Number one, structure any marketing program that you implement in a way that gives you exclusivity. Don't do marketing that makes you look or sound like other agents. Any agent can say themselves, they're all that. Hey, I'll bring you health, wealth, and happiness. You'll love it. Remember, the number one source for seller leads is referrals. Why? Because home sellers put trust in the people they know. So nugget number one, You want to implement a marketing strategy that is unique and that looks or sounds like a referral where somebody the seller trusts is telling your story. And we love radio or TV to do that. There are other ways to create a full circle marketing program that includes digital, includes outdoor, that includes print marketing. But it starts with using the power of the human voice in theater of the mind. The second nugget I'll share with you today, and I'll say it again, proof trumps promises. Every agent makes promises. Hey, for all your real estate needs, we've been in the business for a hundred years. We know how to stage your home to get you more money. We use drone photography. And on and on. Any agent can make any one of those promises. So make sure your marketing strategy provides proof in the form of your stats and your testimonials that are 100% unique to you, things that nobody else can say. 
Stories about not only how you leap tall buildings for real people, but what those leaps accomplish to positively impact the lives of real home sellers. If you implement this wish list, our W5H branding strategy, you'll be on your way to building a come list me reputation that gives home sellers what they want and gives you an unfair advantage over your competition. If you are looking for guidance on how to build health, wealth, and happiness into your brand, reach out for a free consultation. Visit us online at radiotvagents.com, click on the Join tab, and schedule a time on Dave's calendar that's convenient for you. Here at the podcast, Come List Me, and at Radio TV Agents, we absolutely love what we do and would love to work with you. Of course, you've probably heard that before. You've probably heard people say, I love what I do so much, I do it for free. Let me tell you a story uh, about the way my mind works. And this, I'm going to go back to when I was 16 years old. Okay. And again, you may remember from the last episode, my dad, who was a very religious guy, very strict, at a certain point got rid of the TV because he felt it was really bad influence on us. I was the oldest of seven kids. Got rid of the TV. Little did he know that, you know, I was listening to the radio in my bedroom from four o'clock in the winter when it was already dark and listening to WLS and the Super CFL bouncing in and we'd go to Toronto and 680 CFTR and all those knuckleheads. And it was uh, enormously inspirational to me. I, I listened to the things that those guys were saying, the way they were introducing songs and then the songs themselves. Uh, that whole theater of the mind for me was a very influential part of my life back in my in my teens. And so what did I want to do? The first thing I wanted to do was work on the radio. <laughs> I wanted to be on the radio so bad. Of course, you're not going to walk in and get a job on the radio. So I, um, it started in high school. The radio station was about a block away from the high school. And I would go down and I'd hang out there and I'd help. I'd rip news and, you know, clean up and run errands and go buy milk for the general manager who didn't have his driver's license. And they got to know me over time, right? But in terms of making a living, I was working at Kmart as an assistant manager in the automotive department and making $2.65 an hour, two sixty-five an hour. I'd go to high school during the day and then work there in the evenings until closing. And that was my, my gig, my job my paying job when I was in high school. But uh, throughout the day, whenever I had time, it would usually be between when high school ended and my job at Kmart started. I'd go hang out at the radio station and got to know the people who worked there. Well, it wasn't long before I started saying I'd really like to be on the air. I'd love to have a shot at going on the air. And the program director, Tom Bazinet, uh, he would kind of laugh it off and, and just ignore me. And... I just kept badgering him and badgering him and badgering him. And I said, uh, you know, I'll listen, you don't have to pay me. I'll go on the radio and, you know, fill in for people who are away or do a shift here and there, whatever. You don't have to pay me. I just want to get on the radio. He'd laugh it off, ignore me. And I finally sat him down one day. I went in, like put a suit and tie on, went in and, and actually sat down at his desk. And, of course, they're all walking around in jeans and T-shirts. And what's with this now? And I sat down and I said, seriously, Tom, I want to tell you, I will pay you $2.65 an hour to let me work on the radio. Right? So so we love what we do so much here. You know, this is 
This whole Radio TV Agents and Come List Me podcast is just something we love so much. That's coming from a guy who was willing to actually pay an employer to let him work there back in the day. So I hope what we've shared on this episode has been helpful for you. And what would really make my day would be to know that in the weeks and months ahead, by implementing these suggestions and using these tools, that it helps you love what you do even more than you already do. A lot of real estate agents who I know absolutely love what they do and have come to make a good living. Back to my own story. I mean, once I finally did get started on the radio, I didn't have to actually pay them to let me go on the radio and I didn't have to work for free. They paid me. It wasn't very much. In the early years of our marriage, I mean, there there were never pay periods where there was enough money to get us to the next paycheck. It was a struggle for years and years. But eventually, in time, like real estate agents who start small and grow and grow their teams, it can become very lucrative. And so ideally, as you listen to this program, that's that's the culture that we're in here at Radio TV Agents and Come List Me, the podcast. We love what we do, and we, we would love to be able to make recommendations or provide tips and tools that will help you love what you do even more. Before we wrap up each episode, we both like to take a minute at the end of the show to give props to one of our favorite podcasts. Dave? Well, the podcast I want to promote today, my beloved Coco found for us a couple of weeks ago. Of course, she finds all the great podcasts we listen to, but it's called Mr. Apology with host Marissa Bridge. Now, here's the premise. If you could call a number and say you're sorry and no one would know, who would you apologize to and what would you apologize for? For 15 years, you could call a number in Manhattan and do just that. And the results are incredible. It's a great story and a podcast I know you'll love. It's called Mr. Apology from Wondery. Tim, how about you? What are you listening to these days? Okay, my podcast uh, this week is Planet Money. Um, I love the first lines from their about page description. Imagine you call up a friend and say, meet me at the bar and tell me what's going on with the economy. Now imagine that's actually a fun evening. <laughs> But, but really, this podcast is just, well, they, they talk about things that are going on in the economy. Super topical podcasts about why things are the way they are in the economy. From things like uh, why the U.S. government has millions of chickens in secret barns. <laughs> you know why? In case we have a global pandemic, Dave. Pretty timely. That's why they have secret chickens. Uh, or, yeah, the other one was like, why those numbers on the bottom of your recycling containers are mostly made up marketing via the plastics industry. They don't actually mean anything anymore. They, they never really did. They were all like hopeful wish and dreams that you would have a number six on the bottom of a yogurt container. So Sounds good. What, what's it called again? Planet Money. It's an NPR podcast and yeah, found everywhere you can find your podcasts. Awesome. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share with your friends and we'd love it if you'd give us a five-star review. For Tim Good and the rest of the team here at Come List Me, I'm Dave Sturgeon. Be kind, be patient, and find joy this day. The podcast Come List Me is written by Dave Sturgeon and produced by me, Tim Good, with sound engineering by Destin Avery. The soundtrack for the show was written by Dave Sturgeon, arranged and produced by Michael Peters, with additional music by Jonathan Wilkins and Destin Avery. Rob Reeford is the show's voice of God. Web design and content by Constance Renard Sturgeon. 
If you have feedback about the show, go to our website, Radio TV Agents, and click on Come List Me. If you have something to say, why not add your voice to the show? We'd love it if you would leave us a voicemail with your questions, comments, or topic suggestions at 760-895-9522. That's 760-895-9522. Make sure on your message to give us permission to use your voice on the show. Come Listen to Me is heard on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and is a production of Radio TV Agents, LLC. LLC.